Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and good day to you. This is Jeremy Evans with Believe in Sports Law, our first podcast. Very excited to get started here with the Believe Network. We've got a lot of great people. A little background on myself as we get this show going. My name is Jeremy Evans. I'm a California licensed attorney here in California. Run my own law practice called California Sports Lawyer. Deal in entertainment, media, and sports law, contracts, intellectual property, so contracts, trademarks, those types of things. Dealt with uh, many different clients over the years in the entertainment, media, sports space, anything from companies to talent uh, to working with leagues. And I also do a weekly article with uh, several different publications and do a lot of writing, do a lot of speaking. And uh, But this is our first sort of foray into podcasting. So very excited about it and hope that you enjoy the show. Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, went to UCLA for undergrad, went to law school in San Diego, got my master's of law in entertainment, media, and sports law uh, from uh, Pepperdine University and actually currently working on my master's of business administration in the uh, fully employed program there. So very excited. I also have a second job at Pepperdine in the Institute for Entertainment, Media, Sports, and Culture. And there I'm planning events and helping out with some online compliance. But getting into the content, um, over, over sort of the course of the next year, we'll have guests on the show. But at least for this one, uh, for the first few, I would say we're going to strictly deal in uh, content. So uh, in terms of uh, things that I'm writing about or things that are going on in the entertainment media sports space. So the topic for today is really about the esports industry. If you don't know what esports is, definitely something you should look into. It's it used to be what they would call an emerging industry. I think it's somewhat still in that category, but the industry makes so much money from endorsement deals and sponsorships and some of these sellout crowds that they have at some of these huge venues, it is such a, a huge and growing industry. And essentially what it is, is it's gamers who play video games and get paid for it. And I know it's so much more beyond that, but that's basically what the, what the bottom line is. There's something that's come up more recently, though, with regard to the regulation of esports gamers. Uh, so how does that look? How does it work? There was a recent lawsuit that was filed by Turner Tofu Tenney, who is a popular esports gamer. He was represented by a company called FaZe Clan, F-A-Z-E Clan, and it's an esports representation organization. Now, ultimately what happened in the course of that relationship is Tenney became upset, filed suit against his former representatives claiming in California, claiming unfair business practices and a violation of the Talent Agencies Act, or TAA for short. What's interesting about the Talent Agencies Act, essentially a law in California that says that if you're doing any sort of procuring of employment, meaning that you're negotiating a contract, you're making a phone call, doing anything to get an entertainment client, anything from an actor to 
an influencer to anybody in that entertainment space, somebody who's on television, a news reporter, whatever it may be, that the person who is procuring that employment for that talent must be licensed as, as a talent agent in California. Now, ultimately, this law has caused a lot of problems for lawyers, a lot of problems for managers, particularly because California has another law that essentially states that another provision uh, that states that you cannot act as both a talent manager and as a talent agent for the same client. And generally, they like to have those separate. Now, lawyers are somewhere in legislative purgatory because they are required by license to be able to practice law, and they have to go through the bar exam, they have to go to law school, they have to pass the moral character exam, they have to do a lot of different things, but ultimately they still have to get licensed as a talent agent under the current law. And there was actually a labor case that uh, occurred probably, I think it was back in 2013, where there was a lawyer who essentially was representing a sports reporter for years. And this went on for about 20 years or so. And instead of the lawyer taking a flat fee or a hourly fee, which might be normal, he decided to take a percentage of whatever this sports reporter made in each of his contracts. And this went on for 20 years, went fine. There was no issues. But ultimately, at the end of that, at the end of sort of this sportscaster's career, there was it's sort of uncertain about what exactly happened, but ultimately the sports reporter did not want to pay the lawyer anymore. So the lawyer sued the uh, the client. Then the client decided to try to remove that matter to the labor commissioner, which is the overseeing body of the Talent Agencies Act. And essentially the sportscasters argued that the Talent Agencies Act applied because this lawyer was quote-unquote, procuring employment for that newscaster. Well, ultimately, the result of that case uh, through the labor commissioner was that the lawyer had to forfeit his fees. So sort of a drastic end and a drastic result to a lawyer potentially putting in good legal services but not getting paid because he wasn't registered under the Town Agencies Act. This, of course, has caused many problems. And uh, sort of the argument on one side is that, well, and specifically referring to the Tenney case, is that, well, is Tenney just using this TAA Act to essentially try to get more money out of his representation agency or out of his endorsers or whatever it may be, or is this a legitimate concern on the other side? Well, ultimately, the topic this week is sort of looking at the five possible scenarios to assist in regulating representatives uh, and protecting gamers in the esports industry. So the first sort of idea was let's start a union. And this has sort of been propped up uh, by different people in the industry. It's not necessarily the best idea, especially when you're talking about individual talent in terms of starting a union. Usually unions work in, in sort of by definition, they work in a grouping. A lot of sort of with individual sports like race car driving or tennis, Olympic sports, unions just don't work in that context. Now, gamers are somewhat in between because although they are individuals as gamers and they sort of have their own platforms and social media like many other sports, 
it's sort of an interesting place because they're also in teams in terms of they com they compete on teams. So there's a potential there to start a union, maybe could be a, a solution going forward. The next sort of idea is is that whether the Miller-Ayala Act applies. That's the law in California that regulates sports agents. So normally in California, if you want to represent a professional athlete, you have to file a simple athlete agent disclosure statement and pay a small fee. And then if you represent an athlete that plays in a league that has a union, particularly the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, uh, Major League Baseball, or Major League Soccer, you also would have to take a test, fill out an application, and pay a fee to be a certified agent for that union and for that player. So, and then of course the Miller-Iola Act, as I mentioned, applies and it sort of provides the provisions of what you can and cannot do. So one argument is that esports are a sport and gamers are athletes, so the Miller-Iola Act should apply. There are some loopholes in this argument, uh, potentially with the fact of where attorneys fall. You know, again, the legislative purgatory issue they're licensed to practice law, but again, they still sort of have to get this agency license, even if it's not through the TAA, but they, some sense, maybe have to create a separate business, and there's whole uh, sort, of, sort of sorts of uh, legal issues that pop up with some of that. So, and particularly with regard to the unlicensed practice of law, and how does that all work out? So again, there's some loopholes there. Are esports gamers athletes? I think some people would argue yes, others would argue no. So that it's again, there's sort of some there it's an area of law that's sort of not developed. The next is sort of looking at whether the Talent Agency Act applies. Are esports media and entertainment and are gamers talent that should be regulated under the TAA? There's some good arguments there. Again, some loopholes as well, particularly with how does it apply to attorneys? How does this all play together? You know, it's it's sort of an interesting place. So both of those laws with Miller-Iola Act and Talent Agencies Act don't necessarily apply perfectly. So which brings to the next sort of solution, and is it esports or something completely new uh, and influencers, quote-unquote, uh, need a new regulation? Uh, is this something that maybe the California legislature could look at, possibly create a new law for esports? Although I think there's some issues there because I think the entire industry, which leads to the sort of the final and the fifth point, is esports is sort of this new industry and, and, and more particularly I think the entire industry probably needs a revamp. And ultimately there should we should be looking at places to where we can have either attorneys uh, be included in being able to represent talent and or having a situation where there's a carve out or having a situation, you know, something to where it makes it a little more fair for more people. You know, sort of the interesting argument here is, is that attorneys are guided by the rules of professional conduct in California. And each state has these sort of either model rules or sort of specific rules to the state. And ultimately, those rules are pretty strict. Uh, one of them being that lawyers cannot go out and recruit uh, talent. So normally if you're an agent, you're going to a baseball game, you're going to a football game, going to a sort of scouting thing and you're, you're, you're sort of checking out talent and you're trying to sign people. Well, as a lawyer, you can't do that. You have to, there's a rule that there's no in-person contact allowed unless there's a prior personal relationship. 
Now, of course, uh, there are some people who, you know, maybe uh, don't follow these rules exactly. I'm positive that it happens. I think the issue is sort of getting out of the gray areas and getting more into making sure everybody's under the same law and under the same rules. And I think the this particular case, this uh, case that that, to, that Teeny filed, I think highlights some of that. And I, I think ultimately it sort of raises the issue of how are we going to regulate uh, this industry and what's the best way to regulate it. And you know, if you look at the Writers Guild of America and their sort of fight with some of the talent agents, I think we can see uh, some of these issues popping up in terms of the ethics of different things and how regulation uh, is put forth. So with that being said, that's our topic for the week. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will be back next week with Believe in Sports Law, and uh, look forward to chatting with you then. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.